Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Shark Brain. Welcome. This is the podcast that discusses creativity and what it is to live and breathe in this particular culture while trying to be an artist of various different stripes, shapes, sizes. I am your host, Jake Newton. I'm a musician and an actor, and I just got done watching the Oscars. It was a good show. I dug it. What'd you guys think? Let's all weigh in on Twitter. Wait, we've already done that for 12 hours. I forget. I'm recording this immediately after the Oscars, but it will have been 12 to 18 hours. Who knows even more? I mean, I don't know when you listen to these things. That's the beauty of podcasting. You can listen to it whenever you want. But for the sake of actually putting out a show and being topical for the first 10 to 15 minutes of one, I want to share with you that, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, It's really strange to watch the show year after year. In my early 20s, I had that, oh, one of these days I'm going to be on that show, and now I, I, it seems like such a far-removed thing to me. There's a weird evolution that occurs in an artist's life. You know, it depends on whether or not you get an insane amount of success or not, or, or, or wherever you go. You you kind of push through, and, and those of you who are, who are listening with me and are, are members of my particular uh, weird class that the 21st century has been able to bring of the middle-class musician, the people that can walk throughout our society without being mobbed by cameras or people wanting autographs. Honestly, who wants an autograph anymore? Like they really just want a picture these days, right? But uh, you're able to uh, you're able to live a life and be you know relatively unknown. People ask what you do, you explain it, and and you know they seem shocked that they haven't heard of you. When in reality, you know, hey, uh, there's a lot of us middle classers that are out there. But I mean, we're watching the creme de la creme. At least that's what I was doing about an hour ago. Hey, we don't live in a monarchy anymore, right? We've got to have someone to do the pomp and circumstance for us. Otherwise, it's just going to be a bunch of us in sweatpants going to the store to pick up one or two sundry items to go back and uh, fill up our Netflix queue again. Maybe play some PlayStation, right? We need some pomp and circumstance in this world. You know, I mean, organized religion has moved away from Catholicism to, uh, you know, come as you are Christianity. Nothing wrong with that. Everything's great. Um, you're able to work from home. Many times, sometimes not even without getting out of bed. So some pomp and circumstance is called for, right? We need it. Maybe it's something that's in our DNA. Maybe it's something that we've been doing uh, for time immemorial, you know? Right? Lauding people, putting them up on pedestals so that we can look towards them as someone to guide us or point us in a direction of life. Whereas in times past, we sought the spiritual, the edified, the intelligent, the wealthy. Now we seek those with small pores and aquiline noses. Who knows? Well, we we know. We've actually done studies on that. We as people. I've been marveling over the ingenuity of people lately. By, by the sheer example of uh, the technology that brings my voice to you today. I'm pouring wine into a glass because I deserve it. Guys, it's been an incredibly busy week. There isn't a guest per se this week. Unfortunately, time did not allow that. I'm working on my scheduling. I'm getting better and better at it. However, I am not completely uh, flawless. And as such, the guests this week all fell through. Because scheduling was just insane. Been recording the new album. That's been taking up a lion's share of time. Enormous. I am incredibly excited about what I'm doing. Um, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not tooting anything. I'm really just excited about the process and the mindset that I'm approaching this new record with. Uh, it's it's mind-altering uh, how different things look when you give yourself a little bit of 
uh, width, breadth, psychoanalytic therapy, and um, a lot less pressure. So I'm really excited about these tracks. I'm not going to hype them too much because, hell, I'm just letting them speak for themselves, or rather sing for themselves. Some of them might not even have words, so that doesn't really apply. I have also been doing a play uh, this last week. I didn't put up the uh, the link on Twitter or anything like that because I, I honestly... I was terrified. It hadn't. I hadn't been on stage uh, professionally in two or three years, and so I, I kind of wanted to uh, work in obscurity, so to speak. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a theme with me. Um, I like like doing things and then not really being recognized um, as a person, but uh, for what I do by people who are strangers. It's it's a comfortable place. I like for people to watch me and to be impressed with what I do, but not to have any idea what my actual phone number is. You know, sense of mystery. Like cultivating that. And I suppose that people have been trying to do that for years. People have been doing it forever. Sir Lancelot, Marlon Brando, James Dean. And now, that guy from that podcast. Right? Come on. Give me a little credit. I could do it. I could be mysterious. I could divulge every bit of my neuroses on this microphone and yet still maintain a certain sense of mystery. Or do it, is that actually even desired? Do I want to do that anymore? Or am I trying to unmoor the lies and misconceptions about stardom and the creative process with this very podcast? I think I'm trying to do the latter. And I think I'm talking a little slower and having difficulty enunciating because I'm two glasses of wine in. But you know what? It's Sunday night, damn it. And I am affording myself the opportunity, the right, and the privilege of being able to kick back, watch an award show, not get all bent out of shape, twisted and turned about who won what and when and why and, and how come we don't honor indie stuff and all that other jargon and crap. I had a great conversation with uh, one of our previous guests on this podcast. I'm not going to say who because, you know what, my private life is my private life, guys. You know, don't pry so much. But anyway, uh, I had showed him a song that I had recently written with somebody, and I was really, really proud of it, but I was also a little bit irked by it because it was very, very, I don't know, it had a, a lot of pop sensibility, and I worried because it was so outside my normal wheelhouse of trying to be this indie troubadour. The narrative, we all have a narrative. It didn't fit my narrative at all. You know, the one that I had built up in my head that I had cultivated for years and years. The movie that I play within myself. I want to talk a bit more about that movie that people play within themselves a little bit later, but I'll digress to this conversation that I had with my friend, and he said, you know what, you're a lot like me. We grew up listening to cool stuff when cool was cool, the hipstery, I mean, uh, it's obvious, kind of uh, indie, uh, obscure stuff. And when pop comes around, you, it, it's, it's almost seems like a four-letter word. If it sounds up and fun and lighthearted or energetic and uh, viable, um, fiscally, then it seems as though we wanted to shoot ourselves in the foot or believe for some reason that the the visceral nature of it is somehow artifice. And, uh, man, that's such a misnomer. Really got to let that go. Guys, I'm sorry if I'm rambling and getting all whimsical. It's just 
lately I've afforded myself the opportunity to enjoy all forms of art, if it's good art, if it actually has heart and soul put into it. And, and it, it doesn't matter if it's been culled or, uh, or, or shaped in a certain way, perhaps, to, to fit within the form of art. Uh, if it actually has the viscera of life, then I, I think that it actually um, it's just as valid as any other bit. So it's a bit of a, a transformative m- moment for me. I mean, trying to get off my flanneled high horse, you know, no longer wearing my horn rims, making my own kombucha and, um, you know, listening to Bon Iver in the dark. <laughs> I'm, I am widening my horizons to any and all, if you get my meaning. So it's good. It's good. Guys, I'm sorry if my voice doesn't have much energy to it. I've just, I've been burning the candle at both ends and it feels really good. The play went well. The record's going well. Um, this Tuesday, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, definitely tomorrow night. I forget the time, but check your local listings. And in all honesty, it, we're on an on-demand culture. So just make sure after Tuesday, within the week, just watch the uh, watch the show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm on there, shooting guns. I'll put up a uh, a preview link that they, they put up the show itself of me shooting guns at Bill Paxton. And I can tell you that because they put it up there now. So I was bound by some crazy contract that they make you sign three or four pages, which I probably am not even allowed to tell you that they make you sign a contract. But yeah, it's a, it's a disclosure agreement that you're not allowed to actually say anything about the show specifically or you will be lynched, you know, uh, drawn and quartered and your head will be put on a spike and Stan Lee will look into it and then spit in it and burned alive, something like that. Uh, it's Marvel. They're really secretive. And we all know that because, you know, hey, it's uh, we should have them kept secrets because we don't have any mythology these days. The only mythology we have is that which we make for ourselves, Right. The disillusionment of all information means that we must make our own information. That made no damn sense. And I'm going to blame low blood sugar, a little too much wine, and uh, being... and sleep deprivation. Hooray. There you go. Perfect cocktail. That's a bad choice of words. Cocktail. Anyway, I want to talk to you about a specific moment that happens with people. A specific moment that comes into everyone's life. Uh, there is the moment in yourself that you may or may not reach. Hopefully you reach it sooner than later. And that moment is where you come into your own power. Where you're actually able to say, this is exactly how I want to express myself. This is exactly how I want to be seen to the world. This is, I'm not going to put a veneer on it. I'm going to be able to move from the center of my very being and be able to elucidate, educate, entertain, all those things. It's, it's coming into your own power. I've often described it as many times people are living in an enormous house and all they're using is two or three rooms in it. it it's as if they, they've forgotten that they have an entire east wing in this mansion of their own mind and body and spirit. And so they let time pass over them they cover everything with canvas and they let moth and dust and rust take everything away until one day they see something that reminds them of their former self and this little pang calls from a part unknown through the walls of their actual consciousness and then they they seek and strive and look and find and i think there's a lot of a lot of people that find out too late that they haven't really been 
fully appreciating everything that they're capable of. I've been going through a particular renaissance within my own self, and that is why I bring it up specifically. I have had a great deal of revelation in the last two or three weeks, especially, realizing that if I want to do everything that I want to do, both in acting and music and various other disciplines uh, that I am involved in, professionally, I uh, I need to to work harder. And that's a very difficult thing for me to to accept, especially given the fact that there is just a finite amount of time in the day. And you really need a lot of solitude uh, to be able to uh, dredge inspiration. But when it comes down to the actual implementation of the inspiration that has struck you, it does mean a lot of elbow grease. And to be honest, um, the way that things work these days... There aren't a lot of grants. There aren't a lot of uh, record deals that are floating out there. Not a lot of development deals that are getting thrown our way. So we kind of have to do a, a bit of a dance and compartmentalize our brain and say, this is the side of me that uh, makes enough money to make sure that the lights get kept on. And this is the side of me that makes sure that I am fulfilled creatively, spiritually, and that potentially, if all things go the way that I would like them to go, is the side of me that will be so inspirational to everyone else when I present this to them that it will keep the lights going for years so that I'm able to move further and further into the width and breadth and depth of who I am so I can open up the other rooms and hire more staff to be able to maintain my brain. To stretch a metaphor, guys, is what I'm trying to say. Now, I might sound a little... um. I don't know, loopy, goofy, maybe a little buzzed. But you know what? I'm thoroughly excited about where I'm moving in these days. You guys who've been listening since the very beginning, there's a few of you, know that this process has been very, very, uh, very eye-opening. It's been gradual. It's been gut-wrenching at times. And I may or may not have shared as gut wrenching as it has been with you guys, because I'm, you know, hell, that's part of my problem about being able to uh, to speak for myself and believe that it is actually worthy of people's attention and time. But I'm here to tell you that uh, I am no longer suffering under that delusion anymore. I'm a bit worried, though. I think that there's going to be a few moments of "fuck you, get out of my way." I'm me. And then looking back immediately, 20 minutes later, two days later, going, oh, geez, that was a little bit rough. I probably shouldn't have been such an asshole. I know that's going to happen, but I do think that I'm a better place to accept myself making a social faux pas than I was before. I used to actually wake up in the middle of the night when I was a teenager thinking about terrible social faux pas that I had made in the past week or month or year, and they were haunting me, haunting me. Now, I'll let them slide because, you know, hell, I'm older, I've got the time within me, and everybody who really knows me, who is worth my time, knows that my intentions are good. I'm just a boy whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Those of you who know that song, you are awesome. Those of you who don't know that song, you still may be awesome, but you are being put on the chopping block. Good to know that. Anyway, to liven it up a bit, I had a conversation with a friend and guest of the show, 
Jessie Thomas, about her quitting her day job. It was a monumental moment. It's a big step for anybody that's doing what they want to do. Jumping out into the world and doing what you love and forcing yourself to be able to eat and be clothed and covered by a roof bite, it's something that's very, very monumental in the life of an artist in any age, but especially in our own. Because one difficulty about these days is we still suffer under the former paradigm that anyone that's putting out great music deserves to actually live and breathe and eat from it. But such is not the case. A lot of us have to do a song and dance to be able to do what we love. And we try to subvert it and deny it and leave it out of the narrative that we put up on our websites and our little 140-character bios that we've made for ourselves. But to be honest... A lot of times we have to do a little bit of a tap dance. But Jessie Thomas decided to not do the tap dance anymore. She was working at a grocery store, Trader Joe's, for those of you who want the specifics. And they had provided her with the ability to eat, pay rent, all that fun stuff, maybe some health care. And she said, one day, no more. Not that she was sticking her middle finger up to the man but that she was actually taking a leap off of the branch that was providing her with sustenance and out into the great unknown to test her wings. And I'm immensely proud of her. I think that the work that she's done on the road and in the studio has been phenomenal, and I think that she deserves every bit of success that comes towards her, and I hope that it does succeed. She is actually on tour right now. As we speak, you can go to imjessethomas.com to catch her. I grabbed a phone conversation with her on the Shark Brain mics, talked with her a bit about what it is to actually tour, the minutia of getting out on the road. The great thing about the DIY culture is that you can absolutely do it all yourself. It lives up to its name. The bad thing about the DIY culture is it lives up to its name. You have to do it all yourself. And one of those problems is you have to be the asshole that calls up Fox Rent-A-Car or Enterprise or Hotwire or any number of these massively quote-unquote convenient services. And you have to haggle with them. You have to fight with them. You have to find the best rate in order to turn a profit. You have to think with that business mind. You have to approach this thing like a business because we're in the entertainment business. The last word is usually the most important word for a lot of intents and purposes. So, this being the entertainment industry, the entertainment business, she had a bit of quabbles and, and troubles with uh, getting things booked and stuff. And and that's where this conversation picks up. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, she was in a bit of a dour mood and she apologized later for sounding like such a grumpy Gus. But you know what? Hey, it's uh, it's part of the width and breadth of her being and I'm going to leave it in because you know what? The... Uh, it uh, gives her character. Right? Right, Jesse? Hey, next time I call you for a phone or don't act like such a grump, okay? I don't care if Enterprise just screwed you out of a deal, all right? I'm kidding. I'm always kidding. I'm kidding too much. I'm not sincere enough. Anyway, let's go to this phoner with Jesse Thomas. Hey, Jesse Thomas. What up? What up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm, like, want to drive my head through a wall. Talk to I'm me. Like, what? Trying to book, I'm trying to book a car rental and it's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah. Me all day. Yeah. Do you, 
you want do you want to put the the car company on blast because this is going to go out to podcast people all around the world um well it was hot wire so it's like it's a use but they um they like i was talking to like a live chat agent mm-hmm. and i sent her a link and i was like is this the final like what the final price is going to be she's like yep and i'm like she's like would you like to go ahead and confirm that and i was like yeah book it and then the session expired and then suddenly she booked it for me and then she booked it for the wrong city oh. i called back and they were like sorry it's non-refundable oh. and i was like pull up the chat <laughs> and they were like, oh sorry we see it's our bad and then i was like okay thank you now can you give me that same rate that i had no <laughs> it's gone up like three hundred dollars oh man hey well um i understand we had the same thing go on when we did uh, uh, the Pacific Northwest in the Western United States. Remember that they kind of they tacked on an, an extra two or three hundred dollars to that. Uh, I think it was I Fox Rental or something like that. Uh, well, this is the trials and travails of being a DIY artist. Am I right? Yep. This is uh, this is definitely the one of the hardest parts about it. Mm-hmm. I gotta say. Now, you're how long is the tour that you're going to be doing? It starts in Boston. Oh wow! Um, on March second, and then it goes till March. 17th so about two and a half weeks pretty serious and where where are you playing you're playing boston you're playing new york and uh, like other pacific other uh east coast stuff yeah i'm going down the coast there in new york um boston philly and then like richmond i'm gonna say these out of order because i don't know richmond and arlington yeah atlanta charlotte nashville awesome i feel like there's some others that i can't think of Awesome, awesome. So how do you do out there on the East Coast? Well, first of all, these are some new markets. I've never played Boston. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never played Boston, so we'll see how that goes. But when I toured with Truth and Savage Company, which is a band that used to be based in L.A., but now I'm based in Nashville, I toured with them about a little over a year ago, and I hit up all these other cities. So it was kind of hard to tell what hmm. my draw was. So some cities seemed really... Uh, that's Thomas Friendly and some. Yeah. Some were, were pretty rough. But though, I did my, my Midwest tour in October, and that was great. There was like always a lot of people at the show. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like, I'm, since I'm from Kentucky, it's kind of spread a little bit around. So that's been good. In Char- Charlotte, I like crush at, so I always try to go back there. Absolutely. Um, well, that's awesome. I, like, that's- you know, it never, you never know. It could be five people one night and 40 the next. So, I, um, I've good. I've got a good feeling, kid. I've got a very good feeling about that. Talking about uh, feelings and, and all that stuff, very, very large musician type milestone, especially in the 21st century of us being DIY artists and there not being a plethora of you know rags to riches immediately. You just you just quit your day job after a very long time of work in there. Am I right? I sure did. Yeah. How? What was that like? Um. Well, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I like celebrated with like waking up and ordering a large pizza immediately <laughs> um, and stayed in my, like, pajamas all day. So that was, like, so far so good, you know? But, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. The next few months will be super, like, telling of mm-hmm. the decision. I know it was a good decision because I just feel feel it. Yeah. Um, it not That doesn't make it any less terrifying. And, and you know, music is, is, when you do make money from it, it's not typically consistent. And... Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like the last year I've been getting more opportunities for money, which through house shows and through um, licensing opportunities. And I have a new record coming out, which has given me some, like, little security blanket, knowing that there's going to be a little fluctuation of the tension and 
And um, it doesn't even matter if I sell a ton or not. There's still going to be some way more attention that's going my direction than there has been in the last like year or so. So this, the fact that things are still going pretty good, plus will be a record out. I, I just feel confident, confident about it. I feel like it's a good time for me to just take away the safety net and yeah. uh, dive. What was the moment that that happened? Do you have a did you have a crystalline moment where you kind of said like, oh shit, I have to quit my day job, or I get to quit my day job? Yeah, it was more so um, a result of me feeling like a shitty employee, uh-huh. and I, I hate to feel shitty in any aspect. So when I went on tour in October, I had this moment where I was like putting in my request and having the same conversation with my manager and stuff like, hey, I'm going to be gone again. And, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, get, it was getting to that point where I was like, I was that asshole. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's catering to my little precious life. Like, I felt like, oh, what makes her so special? You know, no one ever really made me feel like that, but I was definitely making myself feel like that. Okay. And, um, you know, I showed up to work every day and, like, kicked ass, in my opinion, and, and did, did my best work. Mm-hmm. But um, but it came to the point where I felt like I wasn't bringing to, just out of just being a decent human, I felt like the job was catering to me more so than I was helping them. Mm-hmm. And um, though they never expressed that, and they, were, they still are all so supportive, I just, after my tour, or actually right before it, I was like, hey, I, you know, things are coming to an end here, and so, you know, I super, I very much appreciate what you guys have done for me over the years, and they're like, yeah, dude, like, we believe in you. They know I work hard, but... I've kind of been putting it in their ear for like a year and a half. So mm-hmm. It wasn't the, the biggest, the biggest shock, but um, you know they all come to shows and stuff, so they're on my team, and, and I feel they feel like part of my success too. So it's, it's been a very easy, like, nice transition. Well, that's awesome. I'm very proud of you. I uh, I can't wait to hear the new record, and uh, yeah, I I'm. I'm I'm thrilled that you're able to get to this point and that you took the leap. I think that nothing but good can come from this. Yeah, man. I, I'm excited too, and I want you to hear the record, and I think you're gonna love it. I think taking a leap is really the only, the only way. You yeah. Know, if you, you've gotten if you've gotten far enough to get some, you know, the snowball forming, then I the hell not. You know, you get one chance at, at making it, and uh, you gotta you gotta kind of just do it. And you know, it takes what a day to start turning in applications for the next job that you don't want. Like, there you go. Fine, you know? Yeah. This is, if this is, turns out to be like a horrible decision, then it's pretty easily corrected. Yeah. So, I'm feeling, feeling good. And I've gotten like a lot of good phone calls in the last like two days. And I feel like that's like, a, you know, the beginning of my next cycle. And that's, I think that's beautiful. And, and the world's way of telling me like, I got you. So, yeah, we'll yeah. Well, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled, kid. I think uh, I think you get to kick ass and take names. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be pointing everybody towards your tour coming up, March second. Okay. Alrighty. We gotta go on tour again too, Shake. Let's make it happen. Hey, um, regarding that, let's let's do something. Let's do something across the pond. Let's go over to uh, let's go over to where the people have weird umlauts in their name. Sound good? Yes. Awesome, because you're a good tour buddy. You took care of me in Portland. I needed it badly. Because I was drinking my feelings. I don't do that as much anymore. (laughs) Me neither. We're growing up. I know. Look at us. Saving for retirement and everything. Well, maybe not yet. You still got (laughs) to... Hopefully not yet. Exactly. All right, you. I miss you. Let's hang. I miss you too, buddy. All right. Bye. 
So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. What is the moral of this story? Quit your job and do what you want to do. There is no time like the present. Carpe diem, or if it's dark outside, carpe noctum, or any other word that is Latin and related to the time of day. Just carpe it. Grab a big old carp of it. You get me? Did that not make any sense? Okay. I digress. Continue to spread the word about Shark Brain. I thank you guys for being fans of the show. It's really a pleasure and a great privilege to be able to share with you guys the thoughts inside my head and the thoughts inside the friends and compatriots that I bring into this place. It is hallowed ground, at least for me. Check out the show on Tuesday. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. See me shoot some guns. Famous actors. Also, go to jakenewton.com to listen to all my music. Go to sharkbrainpodcast.com to listen to any and all of our episodes. Send me emails, Twitter messages, whatever. Give me suggestions on who you'd like to see on the show. Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys. It feeds me. lets me know that I'm actually doing the work. That it's actually making impact on people. Otherwise, it's a vacuum, right? We all want to know that we've made some sort of difference in the world, right? That's why the Oscars exist. I'm going to leave right now. Go get some good sleep. Wake up tomorrow. Work on track number four. Love your friends. And be well. <laughs>